Hello and a big welcome into the Gridiron Crew podcast. I'm your host, Danny McVeigh. We are now a mere four days away from the big kickoff of Super Bowl 57 and the buzz is seriously building, even for a sad Patriots fan like me. This is the second of two special podcasts where we'll be focusing on the two teams who will be competing for that Lombardi trophy. So be sure you check out Keith and the rest of the crew. They'll deep dive into the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean Chiefs. Uh, but before, well, you do that, before you do that, stick around, right? Because we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, they're infamous as the, arguably the most intimidating and rowdy fan base in the NFL. Even Santa isn't safe from these guys. But I am delighted that I have three of them join me tonight on the promise they don't throw batteries at me. Right. But first up, we have the crew's favourite Eagle man, Kev Cogle. Kev, how you doing, my man? All right, Danny. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, good. Getting, re- getting really excited about the weekend. Can't wait to go out in the town and watch us win another Super Bowl. That's it. That's it. Nailing your colours to the mast there already. Next up, we're, we're hot on stateside. We're catching up with Philly native. John Drake, how you doing, Drake? Doing wonderful, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no, ready for the big week. It's, it's been hard to sleep all week, and it's only Wednesday. Is that due to the Florida sunshine, or is it uh, nerves? It's winter here. It's 72 degrees Fahrenheit, which, I don't know, it's probably in the high 30s or 40s for you guys or something. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, that's but still cold summer. Myself, the family, you can actually see the excitement down here in Florida, too. It's crazy how many, well, Florida's the place to go when, when you retire. So we got a lot of Birds fans down here, which is, we're pumped, pumped, ready to go. Brilliant, brilliant. And last but certainly not least is the co-owner of the British and Irish Eagles, podcaster with Eagles podcast. It's Next Man Up. I think I'm right there. Liam and Neil. Welcome to the Iron Crew, Liam. Uh, thanks for having me. That makes me sound real fancy and posh, doesn't it? Co-owner of the British and Irish Eagles. It's certainly not that uh, extravagant. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're delighted to have you on. Uh, Thanks so much for having us on, lads. I'm looking forward to getting into the the Birds-Chiefs game on the weekend. Um, We've been gearing up for here at the British and Irish Eagles all week and haven't been there myself, which I'm sure we'll get into for the NFC Championship game. I'm both really excited and also slightly jealous that I can't get over there, but... um, it's going to be some game. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you with you guys. Yeah, no, definitely. There's so much to get into. As I say, this show is all about the Eagles. We don't want to hear about any other teams or anything else. Just Liam, tickets, you know. tickets are pretty cheap, too, at $25,000 a pop. So, I mean, hey. That's... I don't know if you can see, but my fiancé is around in the back there somewhere. Um, <laughs> and we're getting married in September this year. So, I well, think... Even if even if I could stretch to the, the $25,000, uh, which I cannot, um, I'm not sure it would be worth my relationship if I, if I did. Although I did look the other day, you, could, you can get a ticket for £4,200 sterling no uh, with no, with no fees. Yeah. They went down again, so I'd say it's a buzz. All right, no, so right, that's brilliant. Great introduction stuff. So what we what we usually do here in the Gridiron Crew is we usually start off with just a nice, easy kickoff question. Just get everybody relaxed and we'll have a wee bit of a laugh with it. But this one, we'll just simply, Kev, right, we'll start with you. You can set the scene. Simply, why are you an Eagles fan? And how long um, have you been an Eagles fan as well? My, my, my answer's pretty simple. Um, the guy in the bottom left-hand corner of my screen, I don't know if that's where he is and all you guys, but um, uh, John Drake, uh, 
I met John the first time I went to the States. That must have been back in, what, 2009, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and uh, we, we just started hanging out and became good friends. And then, you know, I started watching games with him. He told me all about the Eagles. Um, we had Michael Vick at quarterback when I just first started watching. And he was so exciting to watch. Like, I, I, I still don't think I've seen a quarterback that gets me as excited as Vic did when he was playing for us. So Not Jalen, um, Kev. Not Jalen. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. I mean, I mean he's getting there. He's getting there. Um, but, yeah, I think um, that got me hooked. Uh, Drake got me into it. Uh, Vic got me hooked. And I've, I've just fallen in love with, uh, with Eagles since then. Brilliant. Excellent. Liam, I'll come to you then. You want to follow that up? You must have a, a story. For a man from yeah, I've got Dublin. a story. It's not as long. It's not as long in years of how long I've followed him as Kev's is. Um, my story started when Sam Bradford was quarterback for the Eagles. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> so not not at the height of success, shall we say? <laughs> my fiance, who you may have seen in the back, cradling our massive ragdoll cat. Um, <laughs> I, met her, I met her ten years ago, and um, her uncle lived in Newtown, Pennsylvania, Bucks County. Yeah. Drake, if you know it. Um, and Delco. Yep, there you go. And uh, when we first uh, moved over there, sorry, when we first when we first went there on holiday, I wish I moved over there. Uh, we first went over there on holiday. That was the first place we went was to New York and Philadelphia. First game I watched in a bar in the US was an Eagles game. That was about eight nine years ago, and that was it. I was all in. Um, I just needed a team to follow. I already supported the NFL, but I had no allegiance to any team, and that was it. And then I caught the bug. I, I was. Big sports guy, always have been my whole life. Um, and I completely caught the Eagles bug, um, which has culminated in starting at the next man of podcast at the very start of lockdown and taking over the British and Irish Eagles. And now we have like nearly three and a half thousand followers. We're doing UK watch alongs. We're doing trips to Philadelphia. I've been on the pitch on the like Eagles Stadium, all in the space of a few years. So I've gone like fully in and it's now my biggest love, my biggest passion outside of my family, my friends, and my job. So I um, absolutely love it. I understand that all too well. If anybody can see my background in my pack cave, uh, <laughs> know my love for my Patriots. Drake, come to you. I guess this is an easy one to answer for you, why you're an Eagles fan. But come and elaborate. Tell us some stories of growing up in Pennsylvania. and well, It's Philadelphia, isn't it? I, I grew up right outside of the city. I grew up in Delaware County. I was probably about 20 minutes from the stadium. So my father and my family's had season tickets for 42 years. I've been going since I was about four years old. Moved to Florida, but we still try to go back and forth uh, one game a year. I mean, I have games from the 90s from where, I mean, I always wondered why I got a new starter coat. Starter coats with the big jackets, with, you know, the team's name on it. stuff. Every year as I got bigger, I got no one. I was like, man, this is the only thing nice my, my dad would buy me. Well, it was because he was taping beers to me going into the stadium. But they weren't like <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, I, I, I mean, highlights like when Jerome Varon passed away, I mean, that's, I don't know, Liam, you probably know from past history, I compare the defense we got now to the defense that I saw back in the nineties before Jerome Brown passed away, Mm -hmm. him and the minister of defense, it was, it was just electric, it just sold me, it just, but as a kid, if you weren't an Eagles fan in my house, you were, you weren't, you weren't a part of the family. Disowned, out of the will. Yeah, so yeah, correct. So no Giants house, fans, no, no Dallas fans. Dallas fans are not. We actually have one in the family, and Kevin can tell you it's a funny story. At my wedding, 
the only pro- the only thing I had to do was go over the pamphlet. I told my wife I did. Obviously, I didn't. So when they're saying the, the people that have passed away, her father, and then my grandfather, Zygmunt Brzezinski, and they said it should have been Marie, but it was actually Kim. That's what they said, which was my cousin's wife, who's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So at the reception, I had to go over and I'm like, hey, everybody, I just want you to know, Kim is well and alive at table nine, but she's dead to all of us. because. (laughs) (laughs) So and then how about you coming out of that? When I set that hole up, I had the whole place, you know, in London versus Jacksonville. Danny walks with uh, Kevin's brother and I got, I had the whole congregation out. There must have been two, three hundred people start booing them when they walk out with that silly Patriots uh Tire that he had on, but yeah, that, that, that was a personal highlight. I love that. That, trip. that video, that I love. was excellent. It every year. That was uh, Philadelphia versus Jacksonville in what was it, 2017, 2018, oh. something like that. Uh, oh. Unreal trip, yeah. Just after news flukily won that Super Bowl, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, <laughs> later on. Walked into the Eagles bar, loud booze, but I've got to say, what a fan base, though. And within 10 minutes, it was about midday at this point, we were doing shots. We, Loads of folks from uh, Philadelphia and we had a, a great time. And I was even starting off some of those fly Eagles fly chants as well. So what a trip you gave us, though, Drake. Uh, he made sure everything was... Super Bowl uh, rings, remember that, Kev? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I've still got it. I've still got yeah. it. We should have, I should have looked it out for this video. I know you got a couple, Danny. I know you got a couple. <laughs> right. Well, just go on. That, that was brilliant. Uh, I guess just again getting the feel for which been Liam. What's your favourite non Super Bowl memory as a as an Eagles fan? Oh, last, last week, non- two weeks ago. Uh, to be fair, um, probably last week. Um, I could probably tell you a little bit about that. It was um, it was a spe- it was it was just such a special vibe, a special occasion. Even though we were playing the forty the forty niners, who had won seven straight games in a row coming into that that game. And Brock Purdy was looking like the second coming of Tom Brady, um, you know, and, and everyone was saying, oh, that's it. You know, Trey Lance, not going to be the starter next year. Uh, Jimmy G, who cares? We got Brock Purdy. He's ice cold. No one, it felt like we were going to win. And it wasn't a cockiness who felt like we were win. It was a calmness that we felt we were going to win. It was like Jalen had us in control. The team had it in control. The momentum that was building off the Giants win, it just felt like it was going to be fine, even when it went 7-7. Christian McCaffrey scored this incredible run into the end zone where he seems to ping pong himself off the Eagles players into the end zone. And I'll tell you what, I know we're not supposed to be talking about other teams, but watching C-Mac live, different gravy. Like yeah, He was yeah. electric on the field. It was, it was, it was crazy to watch. Um, but <clears throat> the occasion, the spectacle, just amazing. The, the Philly tailgates, I mean, they say they're up there with the Bills tailgates and they're, they're just crazy like there's people jumping off um you know hrvs there's people jumping like into crowds there's people shotting be- beers and shots at like 6 a.m in the morning we went me and my mate tony burton who's actually also from um scotland near edinburgh um <clears throat> he's an eagles fan okay we'll have to get you into the british and irish eagles group buddy um, and, uh, and uh, we went to about we went to about three or four different uh, tailgates um, we were wasted by the time we got into the stadium. I was sat next to three Philly fans who'd not been to a game in about s- six years, but they'd managed to get tickets for the AC Championship game, and they were just loving life, and they were great lads. And that's the vibe I think you get around Philadelphia. Like, it's a blue-collar city, um, but it's a friendly city. It reminds me of Newcastle. 
Um, it reminds me of Dublin, Liverpool kind of vibes. Um, they're just really great people, and they give you the, the jacket off their back, and they're just completely invested in their sports teams. And the Eagles and the Phillies are like one and two right up there. Um, and it, 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 the city just goes crazy. I mean, I was, I was reading some stuff today. There you go. Tattoo, I love that. I was reading some stuff today. They've, um, you, the schools are opening later on Monday so that the oh, parents really? can have a lion in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> tremendous. There's a guy... There's a guy who's just done his ankle in who the surgeons, he was going to the Super Bowl rather than doing the surgery he needed, plastered it up so he could go to the, to the Super Bowl via car because he can't go via plane to watch the game to come back and have surgery next week. That's what it's like there. So I'll, Daniel, I'll say last week. Dedication. Well, what, what I would say, though, one thing about that, you're saying, you know, friendly people, that's only if you're wearing the green of the Eagles. I was, <laughs> watching, I was watching videos of the 49ers fans walking up and they were getting egged. So, yeah, <laughs> which we were throwing, probably... here we went the last one, they were throwing beer cans, full beer cans, too, and Philly people don't waste beer. And full <laughs> beer cans in Minnesota. They don't mess, they, they don't mess around. Wait, what would be you, Drake? I think there's a spotlight on Eagles. I think there's a spotlight on Eagles fans because of the... Um, the, the moment with Santa Claus. I mean, if you look at some of the other teams around the stadium, people throw stuff onto the pitch of players that you don't see the Eagles doing. Um, but they play up to it. It's a Philly thing. Yeah. It, is, it is. But, yeah, you know, we, we, we've also seen the videos of shouting at Joey Bosa and stuff like that as well, which I've got to say, <laughs> Joey Bosa didn't come out particularly well at. But, Drake, what's your favourite non-Super Bowl sort of memory? You, you were telling us a couple of things there just before we kind of went live that I want to hear more about? I mean, until Howie Rosen really when we we came out with that dream team comment back when Vince Young and when he picked up Namdi Asama, which was probably next to Mike Mamula back in the day one of the biggest busts in Philly history. We can go as far as what's his name, Nelson, that's on your boys. The Nelson Aguilar. Oh, Aguilar yeah. But man, Probably game-wise, it has to be when Deshaun Jackson ran back that ball back in, against the Giants. I mean, that was – I'll never forget. I was dating a girl. We were supposed to go meet her family. My parents were in town, and me and my father got pretty drunk. We were upset. We were down. We were done. Do you remember that game, Lee? Like, that was that was a game, and then they ran that back. That, that went to another half a bottle of vodka, and then the, the meeting of the parents didn't go, go as planned. But, <laughs> but I, I just think this team's electric. This team's got something. It's, it's just Sal Pantonio over here is a big one, a big analysis out of Philly, usually with ESPN. He came out and said this team's probably the best that Philadelphia's ever had on, on paper. I mean, Howie Rosen, again, before they won that Super Bowl, I was I was like, see, Howie, you need to go. That was – and then that next year. Most was, of Philadelphia was, Drake. You weren't the only one. Most of Philadelphia, oh, no, Philadelphia. myself included. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everyone mm. was done with them. And they're like then – he, then he picks up – Stephen A. Smith said it best. They pick up Jay Ajaya for a stadium hot dog. I mean, like, yeah, would they give him, like, a fifth or sixth round draft pick? And, and, like, those small pieces, he just knows how to save himself at the 25th hour. He just know. I just don't – I just – Same thing really happened. Good. Same thing happened when um, – sorry. Same thing happened when – we after we won the Super Bowl and when the whole Wentz – I know we're probably getting on to this, but the whole Wentz sure. to Peterson scenario, uh, we everyone wanted Howie out again when, yeah. when it was a – Quarterback factory and well, because he gave him um, all that money. Like you're giving a guy money that, yeah. that didn't finish what he had to finish. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, hey, listen, he got us there. And Nick, big dick Nick. He oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I still hurts. Come on. And then hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Danny. Hopefully, 
if we do win this next weekend, I'll be in Magic Kingdom on Monday, to, like I was the last Super Bowl, watching Jalen Hurts go around the parade in Magic Kingdom. You have set up the perfect segue because that's exactly what I was going next. Is the wee ticker says going across the screen here? I was looking at the team change and the rebuild. You know, what was it? Was it like 2016? Uh, Doug Peterson came in seven yeah. and nine. I think you finished fourth in the NFC East. You then went on the next year and won Super Bowl 52. But then it all started to go downhill a bit after that. It was then nine and seven the year after that. Lost the divisional round to the Saints. Year after that, nine and seven again, but lost to a wild card. I think it was to the Seahawks. He's then his last full season, I think it was in charge of Dougie P, went four and 11 1 and finished fourth in the NFC East. And it's all like that was such a big drop at the time because I remember listening to guys like Colin Cowherd who was talking about, you know, this is potentially another dynasty. You've got a dynamic young quarterback there, uh, Howie Roseman knows how to build a team, you know, they had such a great team there, and uh, Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and all those other parts going around about it, and then all of a sudden, the wheels started to come off, so I guess just how much credit has to go to Howie Roseman, you've already started to talk about this one, but I'd like to go in a wee bit deeper he for easily, what he has done. He easily sets it up like this, he drafts terribly. Drafts terribly. You look at JJ. Ah, uh, he did. He did this draft terribly. Year, he's great one. Yeah, he had a great. Draft. Last two years, he's been. Taking, last two years, he's been good. And taking um, big man on the defensive line, uh, Davis. But but great. Yeah. But think about previous though. Jay Ajaya, uh, or not Jay Ajaya, I'm sorry. Uh, JJ Whiteside, Nelson Aguilar. Then they picked up who was it? Uh, Brooks oh. from from University of Tennessee. That Derek Brooks, who just ended up being just a huge penalty grabbing person because he led the league in penalties the last two years and he hasn't played half the year and he's probably in the top 10 again uh draft man and then he he screws it up in the draft not this past year you're right Liam. but previously the last four years of draft who do we got still we have Kev, time for penalties. kev are we allowed to mention jalen rager over justin jefferson yeah no. fuck it why That's not danny go for it rub it in like I was sitting yeah. on the back of the field watching that. And I'm like, oh my God, Justin Jefferson's coming down. And then they pick him, Rager, who I've never heard of. They're faster than Justin Jefferson. Okay, bro. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up Howie Roseman here for a second on this one, Drake. And and, and I cannot back up the, the Jalen Rager pick whatsoever. And if any Eagles fans listening, you in, never get never get Don't worry, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But what I will say is pre-draft, there was some hype around Jalen Rager. Like, there's a reason he was drafted at, I mean, was it 18 he was drafted at, 19 he was drafted at? Yeah. There's a reason that he was... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think said Jefferson went 17, he went 18, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, But there was a lot of hype. Birds with Friends podcast, Bo Wilshire, Kapadia, and Zach Berman, good journalists, were talking about Jager being a potential pickup for the Eagles in the first round prior to the draft. I am not saying he didn't miss crazily, and it was... One of the, I mean, it's it's an easy stick to bat us with, right? Because you look at what okay. Justin Jefferson's down. No one knew Justin Jefferson was going to go and break all those records. You're lying at your arse if you say you did, <laughs> right? No, you can't you can't predict someone to go and break all the records like that because he was a good receiver in a good receiver class. He was projected yeah. to go first round along with a few other wide receivers. Who was it? Waddle, expected. Ace. I mean, they were yeah. all in that. No, it was, that was Chase was after it was it was C.D. Lamb. Um, because okay. right. I want Henry. to lamb because my fiance's second name is Lamb. We'll leave Henry. Why are you saying, Liam, it's yeah, uh, hindsight's 20 
But that's exactly. and that's true, you know. But um, I mean, I think I was with you um, for the draft a couple of years back, Drake, and you were delighted um, with with the picks. Was it? Was that when we got Smith? That was when we got Smith. Yeah, I was happy about Devontae's. Yeah. Not, not only the Heisman does nothing for a receiver to get a Heisman is a pretty big thing, but yeah. He's another Deshaun Jackson. And I think that's what they were looking with Rager. Like Rager, they thought Rager was the next Tyree kill. That's why they took him. And I remember watching the draft and that's all they kept saying. He's the next cheetah. He's the next cheetah. Yeah. He definitely looked like a cheetah, but he wasn't fast like one. Like he just, and then, I mean, if you remember the best thing ever, there was a YouTube video the night after the Eagles lost and Rager had, would have won it. Ball dropped in his end zone. And it was like a burning building, and they were dropping kids from the top of the building. No, no, no bull. They're catching, they're catching. And the guy goes in the radio on the on the news channel. Hey, man, you know, yeah, we're catching babies and babies, you know, catching unlike Aguilar or unlike Rager, who don't know how to catch a damn ball. And he went, they ended up putting them up at the game the next the next game because of it. <laughs> let, let me read you out. Let me read you out quick, Drake, because I'm I'm giving High Roseman the last two drafts, right? Go for it. 2020, 2021 draft. Devontae Smith, Lander Dickerson, one of the best uh, left guards in the league now. Uh, Milton Williams, really come on leaps and bounds in the last few weeks at, at defensive tackle, defensive end. Zach McPherson, yeah. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, fifth round pick, making it happen. They're calling him, you know, playoff Kenny right now. He's been yeah. he's been burning it up. Shout out to Mick yep. McGivern. He would have said that if he was with us today. Uh, playoff <laughs> playoff Kenny. I mean, I'm I'm talking four players in the first five rounds that have all hit in 2021. Um, and I yeah. mean, we know we know what happened in 20. We know what happened in 2022. Jordan Davis and AJ Brown. I mean, that alone, just those that two was, pairings. Oh, absolutely, is off the charts. Absolutely. Like, and I then you excited. and then you look at the off season signings. Yeah. You're picking up Bradbury. You're picking up Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick has 19 and a half sacks in 19 Harder games. Harder. I mean, it's just, <laughs> they're they're it's ridiculous. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, and even the in season pickups you got. Well, who was it? You get the big boy uh, Joseph. The previous Vikings, yeah. Linval, Joseph, and Sue, you know, and, Dominic, up, Sue, you know, yeah. Quinn, and then Buddy Quinn and as well. Quinn. And I, I don't know how you managed to rob the Saints of uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. And we get that first round draft pick. I love it. I love it. We're going to have two first You see, uh, Sean Payton's just, uh, just joined the Broncos. And the first thing he said when he was asked about how the Saints have done, he said they can't, but he cannot believe that they let CJ Gardner Johnson go. Cannot believe it. And for what they gave him up for. Talking yeah. about dropping kids off building, I think someone's dropping Drake's kids off the building. We'll let him go and deal with the kids. But so I think, yeah, Howie Roseman has done an absolute fantastic job. You just look at the depth of this squad. But there was also a change in coach. We we had uh, Jesus, on the Sorry, background. I'm just laughing. I'm running around in the background <laughs> trying to catch his kids. It's great telly. <laughs> it is good, yeah. He's probably not uh, good listening, but it's great no. telly, yeah. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier on, Dougie Peterson, you know, he's got the statue outside Lincoln Financial Field, you know, with Nick Foles calling that Philly Philly play. Yeah. He barely lasted three years before he was sacked. In steps, Nick Seriani. Almost a, a who, you know, he was not greatly known. Uh, he'd obviously done some good things as an assistant. Uh, then there was that initial uh, press conference 
and he just seemed completely at his depth and didn't know what he's saying. It, at that point, Liam, what were you thinking when you think, oh God, here we go? It's funny or because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a forever optimist. Um, I mean, if you had Mick on the podcast or Phil, my other co-host, shout out to Mick and Phil, um, they would probably tell you that they were a little bit more reserved, I think is a better word, than pessimistic. I think we were a little bit like, ooh, that's bold. Because <laughs> it was all, the, the interview you're mentioning is uh, we're a team or like a flower, and this, and this flower is going to slowly grow and it's going to bloom. Everyone else looks like an idiot now, don't they? Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. But yeah. but if I, if, it, to t- if I was to turn around and tell you that I was completely convinced in Nick Sirianni at the start, no, but I bought into his charisma. I bought into what he was trying to do. I bought into what he was trying to infuse within the team. And it's culture, right? It's it's culture at the heart of it. It's mindsets, it's fundamentals, and it's culture. And that has permeated throughout the Eagles team all year. And it's even more stark and poignant, I find, now in the playoffs. You look at the way the Giants players reacted both before the game and after the game to playing the Eagles. You look at the, the way the 49ers have reacted post the game and all the excuses they made and they said a couple of things beforehand. Now, the Chiefs haven't really said much yet, although Juju Smith-Schuster did say the best cheesesteaks aren't in Philly. But we won't, we won't say that to too much disrespect. Um, and, but what have you heard from the Eagles players? Nothing. Nothing. Because all they're focused on ruthlessly is the next game. Don't let any outside distractions interfere with you. Well, that's how don't let anything close your children. Like when they don't yeah. pick us to do hard knocks and all this other specials and stuff, I love it. I, yeah. Like I said previously, like that year Feed that us. we Feed picked us. up Vince Young, we picked up uh, Jason Babin, we picked up Namdi Asamoah, and Vince Young made that stupid comment, the dream team. Man, that right there just put gave journalists and everybody just a free way of like, oh, you think, so you're automatically going to win the Super Bowl. We haven't done and, that at all this year. At all. Yeah, and, and that's what I absolutely love because I was actually going to bring up this point as a Patriots fan. It's kind of famous now within Patriot circles about going back to uh, what was it, uh, Super Bowl Thirty Nine? But sorry, bring this one up, guys. That was a while ago, Pat- wasn't it? The Patriots beat the Eagles uh, then, but the, there, but there was a famous speech and pre-game talk that Bill Belichick gave, and he basically put up, "Look, this is the route. They're going to take this street down Philadelphia. They're going to come across here, and they're going to come up here." He was basically outlining the Eagles had already released their victory parade route. And that was all the, you know, the, the I was going to say not the evidence, but, you know, if just to fire up the team, the oh, ammunition that the Patriots needed, that's all Bill Belichick had to put up there. And you're, you're basically saying there, there's absolutely nothing coming out from the team, just focused on the job. It's a bit like that Bill Belichick thing, keep everything in-house, don't give the media any other sort of hype. Do your job. And, uh, do your job, and that's yeah. I'm going to say. Do you, do you find that it's a difference between sort of the Nick Sirianni team and the Doug Peterson team? Have you seen them? Yeah, but I don't. One hundred percent. And I also think it's a different dynamic between head coach and owner. Um, <clears throat> Harry Roseman is going to be the Eagles GM until he's dead. I, he's got not only is he, in my opinion, the best. It, I agree. I agree. And not only in my opinion, I, I think he's the best GM in the league. I do I just do. because of uh, of what's happened. I mean, we have this running joke on the next minor podcast. Why does anyone pick up the phone to Harry Roseman when he's calling in the off season or during yeah. draft night? Don't pick up the phone. You're going to get screwed. <laughs> he's going to beat you. He's going to beat you. Don't pick up the phone. Um, 
we also there's also a thing that he's you know um, because there was times where he could have been ousted and and Jeffrey Lurie to be fair to him always stuck with Howie now whether Howie has something on Jeffrey Lurie is another conversation well, it doesn't matter <laughs> I don't think and then remember that yeah. he promoted and then that's what screwed up screwed up the yeah. Chip Kelly era. Yeah, and, and Hammy was put in a locker room, like in a in a cupboard for a couple of years, and came back out. Have you ever watched yeah. the Jason Kelsey speech? You know, oh, which you yeah. absolutely should. Like, it's yeah. just hairs yeah. already on my arms coming up. Thing out there of him, it's uh, yeah, it, it. it's it's insane. Um, but I think the dynamic between Doug and and Howie and Lurie it, uh, just wasn't there at the end. Uh, I think Howie wanted to go in one way, Doug wanted to go in another way. And I mean, you could see it in the press conferences towards the end. Doug couldn't be asked to be there. It was just lip service. I think, like, he, lost, I think he lost the locker room and the difference between Dougie P was obviously a quarterback. That's what he did when he was at the Packers, you know, with the Eagles. And then great guy as well. And he was a fantastic dude. You see the Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's yeah. trending up. I, I'm yeah. happy for those guys. You know, I think they have a couple pieces away from being a playoff. And Me too. Contender. Next year, There's, I think they, they could be up there. Sirianni. It's funny you say a coach is a player's coach. Man, he's just one of the guys. He is just gelling. It's almost like I heard whatever the dude from the Giants came out and said, oh, they're just, he's lucky. He's just along for the ride. They're just playing street ball. Guess what? Love. They are playing street yeah. ball. And they love playing for this dude. They're like, oh, just like Dougie P in the Philly Philly. He was like, you want to do Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do Philly Philly. Boom, touchdown. That's magic. And I think Sirianna does. And I think Sirianna's got a chip on his shoulder. When Andy Reid, that was one of his first fires when he became the coach of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Then he went to San Diego, and he'll tell you, I've read it up there, and he said the day that San Diego beat the Chiefs, that day in that first game, he was up in the press press box on a table, jumping up and cheering. He's that um, kind of guy, though. Like, he is. literally, he wears it on his sleeve, and you don't, it's refreshing. Absolutely. Especially in the, in the Philly. Right. It's like he was molded to be made to be a coach yeah. in Philly. Yeah, I and, thought he was that, Philly originally. Like, so well, exactly. Talk. Yeah. Playing pickleball every Saturday in South Philly. Nobody really does pickleball in South Philly. I can't believe that. It's kind of. I've said permanent. I'll say emanated now. It's emanated throughout the rest of the coaching staff. Jonathan Gannon, right? We can we can touch on Jonathan Gannon a bit. He has been lambasted all year yeah. by Eagles. He's got one of the best defensive coordinator records in the NFL history, not just and the Eagles. I, I hope so. And I wouldn't have told you that even like eight weeks ago, right? Um, and he rolled down. The, did you see the video of him rolling down the window in um, Philadelphia the other day? I, uh, wait, leaving the stadium? I don't know where it was, but he, he rolls out his window and he's, and he's walking out. And he sees some Eagles fans and he looks out and he, he goes, let's fucking got them. Yeah. Talking about the, the Chiefs. Yeah. And, I mean, it, 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 they're all into it. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's all part of what Sirianni has built and to say that as a second year head coach is unbelievable Co- you asked the question coach peterson incredible coach incredible coach x and 40 did was the right time to move on cannot believe the eagles are back to where they are five five years later oh roseman and why did they bring in sirianni why did they bring him in to keep who happy to keep roseman happy yeah and and yeah. well and then once that's why i couldn't believe that, when yeah. it happened and rick went to, to you know that whole thing that debacle happened i just I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. Right. It's, magic. it's magic. Well, that that's perfect segue again. Let's go on. Just before we go, we we did get a comment in from Studs, who's listening. He was on the other night. There, he's our resident uh, Chiefs fan. So, but he wants to say, Kev's looking like he's ready to go training with Rocky for his upcoming fight with Paul Apollo. <laughs> 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 <Fair enough. laughs> 
Long as you knock it, knock at the the Chiefs. You saw what you saw what's going on in Philly. You know, every time they put some idiot put a giant shirt on Rocky. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm yeah. talking. Same thing I'm talking about when like the players are talking about stuff. The fans are doing it. I'm like, you really want to feed the beast? Like, we need that. We don't want to be favorites. We don't no. want people to be telling I us we're favorites. We are favorites. I, I, that, yeah, I, we I want people to tell us we haven't got a choice. We want Chris Sims on the radio all day talking to us because he just shits on us all day oh, every does. day. Whoa. Okay, well, let, let's have a look at the current roster, right? I'm aware of time kind of clicking on here, and it's just because not here of... for four hours? All right, okay. I, I would love to. I am. I'm up for that. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm I've, killed, I've killed my 10 o'clock, so I'm good to go on after if you need me oh, to. Oh, brilliant then. I'm because, because I think we can uh, deep dive really in this current roster. Uh, before we kind of come on, I was mentioning, let's get through the kind of the strengths and the weaknesses of this team. Liam, what was your reply to that? Strengths and weakness of this team, I think it was what weaknesses? Yes. <laughs> I might no. regret that. That's a Philly fan. I'm being honest. You put it on paper. You put it next to each other. You got Mahomes and Hurts. Mahomes has got what? Maybe like a you, you percentage-wise. You give Mahomes 55%, 45 to, to Hurts. He's got about that the salary cap as well. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but I'm saying with this game, you put O-line on O-line, we, we kill it. D-line on D-line. What's Mahomes hasn't seen our D line. He hasn't seen oh. it all year. I'd say the O line. I'd say the O line is. I'd say the O line is. Is I'd say we're the best in the league. But I'd say Chiefs probably have the second best. Oh, I'm best. loving this. Right. Well, let, let's see about the matchup because I do have a wee bit of a big matchup later. But let's just talk actually about the strength and depth. First of all, the the one point obviously coming out from this Kev that I'd like to kind of get your take on is Jalen Hurts. Is he fit? You know, just before all the championship games, he was obviously injured out with that shoulder injury. There was then press conferences saying he's still sore. It's maybe not quite a hundred percent right. Do you think he's got to be a hundred percent Jalen? And do you think it matters even if he is carrying a slight niggle? Um, I, I think he'll be a hundred percent. I think that um, the way he played against San Francisco, he looked he looked all right. Maybe maybe not in top form yet but I think he'd, he'd done what he had to do in that game and I think that with the two weeks between the games I think that should be plenty of time for him to rest up and be ready um, but even if he was you know played the way he did against the, the 49ers I think that's enough um, well, he didn't need to like, the ball pretty much did he? not if they okay. stop the run bro they stop the run it's we got a three headed monster but if they don't they, they stop that run it's it's all on hurts. Well, yeah, you've got a four-headed yeah. monster there. If you include Hurts, you know yeah, Boston yeah. Scott, you know playoff Boston, yeah. uh, and uh, playoff <laughs> Kenny as we mentioned. Yeah, giant, that, giant killer Boston, giant yeah. killer. Giant killer. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Who's gonna Boston forget? Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giant killer. But yeah, how? Yeah. What do you take uh, from uh, Liam? Just the the rise of Jalen Hurts. You know, there was a, probably even the start of this season. There was a lot of people. <clears throat> Big question mark over, you know, can Lots. he be a QB one in this league? Where would yeah. you put that down? Eh? Do you think it's it was always there, just a bit of rust that needed, or a bit of diamond that needed polished up? Or uh, no, no, no. I mean, you got you got a few people in life, right? Two, two, two different types of people who succeed in life. I find you've got your naturally gifted people who are good with minimal work, but and if they do a bit, they're great. Um, and you've got people. They're good, but they have to work really hard to be to be amazing. And it tends to be the people who are good that work really hard to be amazing. That's Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, <coughs> excuse me, while he's not the most, he hasn't got the best arm in the league, 
<clears throat> excuse me, that must be the red wine I'm drinking. <laughs> while he's um while he's not got the best arm in the league and he's not got a Patrick Mahomes arm and he's not got a, a Herbert arm in terms of making any throw possible, he is serviceable, was serviceable, I should say, before this year. In the offseason, I don't know many many people picked up on it, but he went to train with um Tom Brady um on throwing accuracy and throwing arms in the offseason last year. He is the hardest worker in the building and that's a cliche that's thrown around so often and i think a cliche that's thrown around way too often with this guy it's the case like he he is there before everyone he leaves at the end <clears throat> when we lost to the was it the cowboys or the giants the giants when we lost to the giants the last game of the season um when we were playing some of our starters and he was, wasn't very fit um there was supposed to be a day off on the monday um everyone had family everyone had family plans Jalen texted Syriana and said, Coach, we're going in tomorrow to study to see what went wrong. And then the next day they went in and did that. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts had the capabilities, but I would say the capabilities that not many people actually use or get there. It's pure hard work. It's pure dedication. It's pure consistency. That's what he always says. Consistency, consistency. And he learns. He learns from his mistakes and he doesn't do them again. Not many people do that. Like Carson Wentz doesn't learn. He wants to play hero ball all the time. <clears throat> He's got way more arm talent than Jalen Hurts ever did. Way more. He had, he had a, a decent run game before he did his, his ACL as well. But he, he's too stubborn. He doesn't want to learn. He thinks he's God's gift. Jalen just wants to learn and be better and be better and be better and always strive for the next thing. And he's so focused. <clears throat> so am I surprised that Jalen became what he is this year? I think if you told me to jump in passing percentage stats, um, where we would be in the league in terms of interception ratio, which, by the way, before the last few weeks was, like, ridiculous. I mean, it's still one of the best in the league, but it was even more ridiculous. Even then. Probably not. I probably would have said he would be three-quarters of the way there or two-thirds of the way there. Am I surprised that he did it based on his character? No. I was one of the few people who believed in him from the very get-go, and that might might be luck because of my, my positivity and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but I saw something in him, and I saw that work ethic and that drive, and um, not a lot of people did. In fact, no one did. I mean, the amount of people who wanted to sign Russell Wilson, Drake, and give up three first-round picks in the offseason? That wouldn't have happened. There's no way it would have happened. Ah, no, I don't know. That if that would have happened, then guess who would have been out? <clears throat> Your boy Harry Howie. Roseman. Your boy Howie. Yeah. Your boy Howie. He would have been gone. There's no... I, I think he's a lost cause I, over in Denver. I really do. Mm. I think Peyton will help. help. Yeah. Sean Payton will help. Uh, you saw he's kicking out the guru. His, his quarterback guy's not allowed in the building. His Tom, you know how Tom Brady had one, a quarterback coach and whatever, his personal one? Not his whole personal, I guess he's he's a head case, Russell Wilson, man. That's, that's oh, he's lost. We'll, we'll, we'll go on him. He's, he already got – Peyton's like, your office uh, is gone. That's now the janitor closet. And the rest of everybody else that works for you is gone. Uh, Daddy's, got, Daddy's got an agenda to get us to that point. Go I've, on, I've, I've got an agenda here and it's going off. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would love to deep dive on it because I think he's a nutter. And I, I, think oh, that, I, I actually think he's a fascinating <laughs> character. But, yeah, let's try and stick to the Eagles because it's Super Bowl week, guys. He's on four yeah. days away for potentially lifting that Lombardi again for the second time five years. Drake, let's look at the strength and weaknesses. What I've been really impressed as a neutral, kind of looking in through these playoff runs, is just the, just the dominance, and they're just bigger, tougher, and stronger in the trenches than any other team they come up against. You look at that San Francisco 49ers game, and I mentioned it in one of our podcasts, but Purdy didn't hurt himself. No. Reddick destroyed him. 
And then it was Johnson that came in. And how did he go again? Put any that, fourth that D line. You know, healthy. Same shit would have happened. You yeah. put Garoppolo in there. Same. I still think the same outcome would have happened. I was more afraid of the Giants game because the Giants in the NFL with momentum, like when Philly first started that whole ten and zero and then all that stuff. I didn't want to be undefeated because then. If that's all they would have talked about, then the Miami Dolphins, someone's going to be better than the 70 Dolphins and all that crap. But I just, the momentum, momentum's everything. I really do. I think it's, I really would have liked Hurts uh, to play that one, the, what is it, the the Giants game that we lost? Was it the Giants or the, I know we lost the Dallas game, but I would have lost, I would have rather won that game and had two, three weeks of rest. Yeah, it was the, Saint, it was the Saints game we lost. Saints we game that we, Saints, yeah. Yeah, the Saints game that we lost. I would have rather him play that. And I had a lot of faith in Gunner. Still have a lot of faith in Gunner. But like Liam was saying, there's just a different feel with Hurts back there. He's not, he's confident. He's not, he's not just just coming out there saying, oh man, I, my, my shit don't stink. Like, you know, he, he's really just a, he's a player's player. Like he's, he's about a family. He's about a team. It's not about mm-hmm. him. It's about the whole thing. 100%. And Carson Wentz, I think that it was literally going, it was about Carson. And that's why yeah. I didn't work yeah. for Carson anywhere. It's not why. It's because he's cancer in the, in the locker room. Like they said back in the day about RG3. RG3 made it real good in the first year. And then he's like, oh, man, come on, man. You know, I took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I might not have won it. They wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for me. That's the truth. It's the mm. truth. But how 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 much do you put down the, the rise of Jalen down in that O line though? When you do have Jordan Mailata, Jason Kelsey, Dickerson, Lane Johnson, you know that is some premium O line talent there. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure I can so stand what, behind that and not get hit. <laughs> well, again, it's I mean it's a really good point, and and I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's nothing to do with it because I'd be a liar if I said that. Having one of the best O-lines, the best O-line in the league, let's be honest, they are the best O-line in the league, uh, really, really helps. But you also had one of the best O-lines in the league last year. Yeah. Jalen wasn't very sure. good then. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he, he so so to say the, the development of Jalen Hurts is down to um, the O-line, I don't buy that. To to say that the reason the Eagles went 14-3 and three in the regular season had a, lot, had a good amount to do with the O-line, I'll buy that because it's yeah. one of the best O-lines in the league with a much improved quarterback sitting behind them, a quarterback who makes better decisions, a quarterback who, who throws a better spiral, a quarterback who is going through his progressions. That quarterback wasn't Jalen Hurts last year. That well, quarterback- you remember when they drafted him, they were worried about his arm strength. They yeah, said, no. move like Vic. He throws the best deep ball in football now. He does. And just like Kevin was saying earlier, watching Vic, you know. Maybe not my home. He was a freak of nature. Like, he could, that yeah. boy had a cannon. I mean, mm-hmm. so did Randall Cunningham back in the day. Like, we're known for having a, a black mobile quarterback mm-hmm. and that, that West Coast offense. That's always been Philadelphia. He's been a West Coast offense. I think Sirianni changed him up a little bit. I really mm-hmm. do. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having Hurts is just a double – it's a double-edged sword. Now, A.J. Brown helped a lot. Dan oh, Nobles God, yeah. And another amazing move by Howard. Yeah. Like, on if, you, if you're going to talk about development of Jalen Hurts and some of the reasons for that, I would say one of the reasons for the development is A.J. Brown. Because oh, AJ Brown is a safety blanket for him, but not only that, it's the intangibles of AJ Brown. They're friends since they were sophomores or freshmen. I can't remember which one. I don't know how it works over there, Drake. You can tell me. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. There you go. Um, and, and you know, David Chatham Ball since then, and he wanted them over at the Eagles, and just having him around. One thing I will say about the Eagles in general, like one of the reasons they've been so good this, this year, is Jalen Hurts, and not just Jalen Hurts' play. He lifts everyone up. He lifts everyone around him up. You've seen it when he doesn't play. 
all in narrative during the season. Oh, Eagles have had an easy schedule. Oh, Eagles, it's not the quarterback. It's the, si- it's the system. It's the system. Like Micah Parsons saying it's the system. Fuck, it's not the system. It's Jalen. It's yeah. Jalen. I'm a Patriots fan. I heard for 20 years that Tom Brady yeah, was nothing and it was a system QB. So <laughs> you, you get used to just... You know what You know what we feel. You know off the shoulder. Like you yeah. get used to just smiling and nodding. And hey, if just... we have 20 years of Tom Brady and we hear that all the time, I feel like a le- very lucky man. Oh, I think 20 be, years of that with Jalen Hurts, but a mobile quarterback's probably about 10. So it's yeah, like, I'll take that. Drake, I'll take that. See, yeah. I'll so <laughs> what, what about this front seven you've got as well? Let's say, what is it, 70 sacks or something like that in the season? Yeah, it's just yeah. unbelievable. It's up there with like the 84, 85 bears. Yeah, yeah. It's just unreal. You Again, and that's why, you know, when I watch them, I'm just like, you're just beating up teams here. You're just, <laughs> just bigger, tougher, and stronger. How much, again, is that something that's, come out this scene to me watching it I don't, I don't watch a lot of Eagles I watch as much as I can but again is that yeah. something that's been a big change this season you're obviously talking about picking up like Hassan Reddick uh, in the in the uh, off season there you know how much is a difference has he made to this team for example huge huge I don't think you yeah go on Drake do you want to go no I was going to say that Quinn I thought I was thinking more like Quinn when Quinn came from Chicago like Reddick had a hell of a season and they pick up Quinn Quinn has been a little bit silent but Reddick's just a beast, man. He reminds me a lot of like, who's your boy? Um, oh god, an analysis for ESPN. Um, Samoan Hawaiian dude. I can't forget. It's Teddy Bruski. Okay, he dude, Went like he just—he's just. You can't move him. He's a brick house. Yeah, like you're not running through him, and he, he's when you have that—that that, you think about our depth. I think the best in our depth is with our D line. Our D line is just someone gets hurt, man. There's just it, there's no hole. There's no hole. And just those guys in the back of you, oh my god! Like I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid if I was there. Hassan Reddick has made a huge difference oh, to Eagles. Absolutely. Nineteen, and it's not just a night. By the way, the most underrated player in the league. I mean, he has been snubbed of every mm-hmm. single award. It's, it's mind-boggling. And keep doing it. I don't care, right? Did the, the, the 49ers put a backup tight end to try and block him last? <laughs> and what happened? He got, he got sacked. He got annihilated. The, the, and that, that's the end of Purdy's career, And probably. there you go. See you later, Kyle Shanahan. Shit the fucking bed. Sorry, Kyle, you did. That's four, four, three and four years now you've done it. Um, yeah. You know, you don't underestimate these guys. Like, he's 19 and a half sacks in 19 games this year. Unreal. So, Unreal but, numbers. But for me, and, and that's incredible, right? When you consider in the entire regular season last year, the Eagles only had 29 sacks last year. What and has already... Yeah, and well, the 19 and a half for Hassan Reddick is included in the postseason. Yes. The 29 is just a regular. Um, but still, I- incredible jump. Uh, I think sure was... The regular season, sorry, was in all it. You, you had four players yeah. over in double digits over 10. 10. No, yeah, I, think had, I thought we had six. I thought it was with 10. No, we had four over 10, which is the first time in NFL history, and we nearly yeah. had five. Okay, I thought we okay. nearly had five, yeah. yeah. But uh, just go back to the, to the comment. It's not just the production of Hassan Reddick, because he. he I was I was likening this last night on our podcast to um, you know like a MotoGP bike that goes around a corner and it gets really low and really fast. Yeah. That's Hassan Reddick coming around the right yeah. tackle and the left tackle, yeah. right? And 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 because of the pressure he creates by getting to the quarterback, even if he doesn't make the sack, he's forcing them into the interior defensive tackles or the edge rusher coming around the other way, and he creates sacks for the rest of the team. Yeah, Hargraves is right there. 
Oh, yeah. Hargraves is eating him up. Grave, he's already in the grave. He's right digging now. the grave. The grave mm -hmm. digger is. Yeah. Like Fletcher Cox back to getting 10 sacks. Brandon yeah. Graham off, off an ACL injury getting 10 sacks. It's crazy, man. Josh Sweat has had an incredible year as well. He, he doesn't have quite the same numbers. He's seven or eight um, sacks, but he created the same pressure. Yeah. Yeah. He's created the same pressure and he's come back off injury. Unbelievable. And, and what's hilarious, Danny, is all the narrative about the Eagles not rushing the quarterback <laughs> like for the first two thirds of the season coming out of Eagles fans. Like we're not, we're not talking about opposition fans. It's coming out of Eagles fans mouth. J Jonathan Gannon isn't aggressive. I mean, no. speaks nah. for himself. Yeah. The, just I want to kind of touch just briefly on weaknesses. We know your guys thoughts on weaknesses, but Brandon Ayuk, after that championship game came out and made the statement that the KC passing game will expose the Eagles defense. Now I can only assume he's looking at the secondary. Now when I look at the secondary, I wish the Patriots had that and I think the Patriots <laughs> have a pretty good secondary, just considering the, the, the amount of talent you've got back there. Again, is that just bitterness, Kev? I'll come at you. Or do you actually believe there is a weakness somewhere there in the secondary? I, no, I, I don't think that there's a weakness in our secondary. I think our secondary is really strong as well. Um, what I would say is it's maybe a mind game that he's trying to play, um, where he's maybe trying to get in, get in our secondary's heads, maybe put a bit of pressure on them. Um, but, you know, like we said before, our players aren't talking. They're not getting involved in all that, that crap. Um, and we like being underdogs. So if he wants to come out and say that they're going to beat us up and that, you know they're too good for us, and that's fine. Um, that, that, I'm fine with that. But uh, no, I think I think uh, you know you talk about these winning titles, and um, I think that it's obvious that uh, that that that's something that we've tried to uh, to build on. Uh, so we had a, a ridiculous day to, to begin uh, this season, um, and you know we were flying, but yet we still went in and added another what two or three really top top-class players um, on top of what we had. So I think we're in a really strong place, and I'm, I'm not worried about that. You agree with that, Drake? Big play Slay and Brad, uh, Bradbury, man. Like another Howie, just an amazing – again, I don't like to give Howie credit when he's not going to do credit, but he's definitely doing credit with that one. I mean, it's – secondary. Uh, I think our weakness the last 10 – God, probably even longer. I mean, since we had Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor and – God, Asante Samuels is probably the best TV we've had since the group that we have right now. We picked up, um, God, what was his name? That wasn't Eli Apple. I used the Giants. Buddy from Oregon that was supposed to be hurt and all through the draft a couple years ago. He was supposed to be the next up and coming. But this secondary is different. I think Gannon's got some juice in this defense. It's I'm not worried about the wide receivers. I, and to be honest with you, when the week started, they were injured. They were on the injury report in the beginning of it with high ankle sprains. And when you're wide receiver, that ain't good. Everything's on your hand. Well, that, that, that's an interesting point. I mean, for, for their wide receivers to do damage, then Mahomes is going to have to be throwing the ball. Um, and yeah, obviously, if anybody can do it on the run um, against our O line, uh, sorry, our D line, then it's going to be Mahomes. But with his injury, is he still going to be able to scramble and, and get those balls away? Listen, this I, is I think we're too strong all around. This is a non starter. I mean, secondary, you kidding me? I mean, Darius Slay and, and Bradbury were in the top 10 rated quarterbacks in the league. Two in the top 10. I mean, yeah. that's a weakness. I mean, come on. Avante, <laughs> Avante Maddox being missing at nickel cornerback. Yeah, was, I've even forgot was, about Avante. Was, yeah. it, was, a big, was a big miss for a few games towards the end of the season. 
crossing my arms. I'm not happy. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, um, he was a big miss when he came back. And and so what I will say is one one cornerback goes down, we're in trouble. That, that I will say. The depth is in there at, at, in the secondary. No, Josh Joby's no, no. not going to come in and do a job. Um, you, you can maybe get CJ Gardner Johnson going to nickel, but then you're but then you're opening up the safety valve because Marcus Epps is the only other good safety there. Yeah. So you, you lose one of the the safeties and and the cornerbacks. What are those five players, depending on what what you're playing? Um, yeah, de- de- then then there is a, a clear exposed weakness right. that I you agree. could exploit as an opposition. But those five players are—they're elite at their level. They really are elite. Avante Maddox is one of the best nickel cornerbacks in the league, and yeah. no one talks he about got it. Like five or six games. He was out quite a few. Yeah, he was out a while. Um, and I mean, through the playoffs and the buy round, you're just like you know, sit down, bro. Like you know, de- defense. Campbell, yeah, Drake, you're, you're dead right. You're dead right. Yeah. Right. Defense, defensive tackle as well. I would have told you before we picked up um, Thomas and Sue that when Jordan Davis went down, it looked like people could run all over us. That's not a problem anymore. You picked it up. And we, and and remember, it's scary remember, to be talking about this because I don't want to be. <laughs> he was only playing. He was only playing like ten or twelve snaps at that time too. Davis. Oh, and I was like, yeah, 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 we're killing people. Twenty-five percent of the snaps. Yeah, but put him in more. Let's let's. Yeah, we like beating these teams. Let's destroy them. Like yeah. let's put our team out. There. Let's do yeah. the Philly thing. Well, uh, let's, I, look, I agree. let's look ahead to right the, the big game, right? Because that's again. Just, Danny, just before you go on, I just want to give you one final answer to that question. The Eagles' biggest weakness is if any one of the starters goes down in any one of their positions. Uh, I don't think, but besides, besides the D line, if we, lo- if we lose one of our offensive linemen, if we lose Lane Johnson or Jordan Mailata, that's that's a big loss. Um, if we even if we lose one of the interior offensive linemen, it's it's going to be tough to patch up, but not as much as it would be the two outside line. If we lose one of the right wide receivers, Watkins is nowhere near the level that. Um, Smith or AJ Brown is. We lose Goddard. I mean, there's no one even comparable to Goddard in the team. You lose one of the QBs, then we're, there's a hole somewhere. You lose one of the safeties, there's a hole somewhere. So what I will say is the reason, one of the biggest reasons the Eagles already are is because they've been healthy all season um, and they've been able to adapt in games. If the Eagles go down with a few early injuries, then there are many weaknesses that could be exploited. If uh, I'm being that, honest, that's a that's a great point, and I guess there is maybe a question mark over Lane Johnson. He's obviously got a uh, groin injury, I think, or his thigh injury. He's he's playing with so a two weeks rest that will do him a world of good. But no, that, that that's a great point, and I guess that then just comes in as I say, we're just looking ahead then in the big match. I guess for me, I look at this match up, and I think there is one thing Eagles need to do to win this game, and I, I'm sure everybody knows what it is. You stop Travis Kelsey. To me, he's been MVP for Kansas City and probably the league this season. He's been there. He's been there uh, there everywhere. Mr. Reliable. And I have always mentioned I just can't understand how much space he gets. He always seems to be in three, four, five yards of space. Never seems to really take a hit. He always seems to be wide open. How do you stop just a phenom like Travis Kelsey? Who, who would you put him on, on him, for example, Liam, just to, you know, try and curb his? Would you double him? It's it's the, no. no. I, 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 well, y- yeah, sorry, yes. No, I would double him. But it, it's the way I would play the offense as opposed to just Kelsey. I don't think I would rush the quarter. I don't think I would rush Mahomes as much because I, 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 I feel like if you rush Mahomes very often, then... Kelsey will exploit the space 
and Mahomes will find him. Even if he finds him for five yards, his yak is 750 yards this year, Travis Kelsey. 750 yards after the carry. Unreal. Just don't get him the ball in his hand. So if you if you drop a little bit, which is going to hate Eagles fans because no one wants Gannon to drop in coverage because we get slaughtered that way at the point. <laughs> but, it's, but if you're playing that way against Travis Kelsey, I, I don't think I would rush Mahomes as much, but it's a double-edged sword. The real answer is you can't, Danny. You can't stop Travis Kelsey. There is no way of doing it. Otherwise, I'd have a job in the NFL as a defensive coordinator <laughs> and I'd be for an award this year because you can. And and there was a story, I can't remember who said it. Mick might have said it where you read an article every day. Travis, or maybe Travis Kelsey's out on his, on his podcast, New Heights. If you haven't listened to it, the Kelsey podcast, incredible. From both of the brothers. Um, apparently, defensive coordinators went to Travis Kelsey and say, We've been trying to stop you all week, and you still destroyed us. How did you do it? I don't think you can stop Travis. You win the game elsewhere. You might lose it there, but you win the game elsewhere. Yeah, no. Well, what do you think, Drake? How? How? What? What's? What scares you when you look at this Kansas City team? Where do you think they can exploit, or is there a particular weapon other than Travis Kelsey you think you need to watch for? Is it that D line with Chris Jones and uh, Frank Clark? For example, are you comfortable with your O line, or you know? I'm comfortable with the O line, but just like Liam said, we're we're thin, we're thin there. Like we're, we're very thin. I think we if we have a backup for each of them, I'd be very surprised at the, at least that caliber. Um, I think Travis Kelsey, he's, he's a beast. It's you walk in and, and you're gonna double team him and whatnot. Then you leave we got Tony wide open, and then you got Juju. I, it's going to be tough. That, that's where the weakness is, I think, for the Eagles' defense. Um, I think Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are both the same players. I think it's, oh, it's like I the same different defense. Dada. I apologize. Daddy's a brother. <laughs> uh, oh, you're a bad man. You want to see them? You'll see them. You'll see them. I say go birds. Stinky dada. Okay. Yeah, stinky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know the Chiefs are stinky diaper, right? Yeah, yeah they are. Um, but I, <laughs> Kelsey and him, they just had that. It, it's a lot like 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 AJ Brown and and Jalen Hurts this year. They have that bond. It's just like the ball's thrown up, and they you just know where to find it. Blitzing's gonna be tough. It's mm. gonna be tough because, like I said, it opens up that pocket of the Britain right there, five yards, maybe three yards in front of it. Dump pass, and just like Liam said, seven fifty. He's gonna have. Hate to say he's gonna have over 100 yards receiving, but it just is what it is with Kelsey. Speaking Do you think you can generate enough pressure? Just, just you know, try to pressure with a front three rather than actually bringing a blitz. I don't think we can create enough pressure with a front three to get right. to Mahomes. Um, four, yeah, four maybe, but it would have to be a, a decent. I think they're going to have to dial the pressures when it's when it's when it's the right time to do in the game. One thing I will say is I'm not as confident as Drake is um, about the the O line versus their D line, or as confident about our D line against their O line. I think this is the it goes without saying it's the toughest ma- matchup of the year for the Eagles, but I think it's the the, t- the toughest matchup in the trenches. Everyone's talking about the quarterbacks, right? It's the toughest matchup in the trenches. The Chiefs have 55 sacks. That's the second most in the league behind the Eagles. You know, people don't forget that. Their offensive line has um, two pro bowlers and one reserve pro bowler on their offensive line. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a real matchup in in, in the trenches. And I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's a slaughter either way. And no, no. I, I, and I, I am worried about I, I, 
What was the injuries could decide this game? It was 50-50 the other day. JD, stop, please. It was 50-50 the other day. That's where it was. That's where it was. I mean, it really is. I think it's going to come down, and I, I love the 37-34. I'm seeing everywhere in Philadelphia. I've seen that. A bunch of my buddies back home are putting that up yeah. there. They've leaked but the I script. I think it's going to be the script. so <laughs> close. I, I think it's going to go both ways. I think I don't think both defenses are going to get picked apart. I, 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 it's it's, it's going to be lucky plays. I think it's going to be the bombs, like like the Juju or the AJ and DB going out. Unfortunately, a lot of the um, a lot of the um, Chiefs wide receivers were on the questionable injury report. Now, I haven't seen the the Chiefs one released. I believe the Eagles one has been released in the last um, in the last half an hour or so. If I can um, try and oh, get it up here, for if a you second. can find that, Liam, right, Kev, I'm going I to come you. We have. We have a question in from Keith, who is our host. <laughs> he was saying yeah. on the Chiefs preview crew, it was suggested that the Eagles haven't really been tested this season apart from the commanders. <laughs> is there some truth in that, or is it disrespectful to this team? No. <laughs> no, no. You think, yeah? I think it's disrespectful to this team. Um, we, we've chatted about it um, amongst ourselves um, in the past, and I think that... Um, you know, our division this year turned out to be really, really strong. Um, and, you know, that and, you know, there's no easy games in the NFL. It might be a bit cliche, but there are no easy games in the NFL. And I think, um, yeah, there's, there's some games where we've maybe not been at our absolute best, but we, we, we haven't had to be. And I think we've picked our game up when, when we've needed to um, a lot of the times this season. So, um yeah, I think that's disrespectful. They were full strength against the Commanders and any of these other teams. And the lo- the losses, we weren't full strength. Maybe were we full strength? It was mostly on defenses where we were hurting at that point. And then the Eagles well, have the most wins against winning teams in the NFL in like fifteen years. Yeah. So that's a no yeah. starter just on that stat alone. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying when they, when they were talking about is you know not being tested. The, all, right. the teams that we played this year, the records were were mostly winning records. So, if, how were we not tested? If, if these teams are winning yeah. most of their games, I can see that. Surely that, that from Ross there, twenty first in strength of schedule. That probably was preseason. I would yeah. imagine that's yeah. where you're getting that, that from, Ross. Um, if you're listening, and uh, that that wasn't no, you know, preseason. I mean, what? We, if I knew what the prediction was going to be for the Eagles every year, I'd be multimillionaire, which is better than all year. Right? <laughs> you, know, you don't know how players are going to develop and, and, and adapt and who they're going to sign. They may, it may well have been the 21st easiest schedule. I had the Giants winning three games this year, of my prediction. I had five. I had them winning yeah. five. And, and they, they go make the playoffs. I mean, you've got to be what's in front of you. And the stats show that the Eagles won the most the most games against the most winningest, which I hate that American word, the most winningest <laughs> teams in the league. Um, and they deserve, to be where they, they deserve to be where they deserve to be. And any time when it's mattered for us to win, we've come up and we've won. People had us losing yeah. to the 49ers with Brock Purdy. Number one defense in the league. Smash them to pieces. Smash them to pieces. Yeah. Not That's saying we're going to smash the Chiefs. That defense, Liam. Yeah, number one defense. Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson. They said we couldn't play on them. You can't run the ball against the 49ers. We ran all over them. You blame, yeah. blame Greg. Yeah, <laughs> That's Greg Rosenthal. That's harsh, studs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, again, with this matchup, I guess you, you've hinted on it there, Liam, what sort of matchup that you're looking forward to seeing. And I agree with you. I think it's in the trenches. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Kev, what about you? Is there any particular matchups you can't wait to see? Is it Darius Slay on, I don't know, MVS? Or is it. No, know, I'm, looking, I'm really looking guilty? forward to. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how it goes in the trenches as well. I mean, like you said there, I know, Liam, you're not so confident, um, but uh, before the Dinos, it was, we were getting told the same thing. You know, their D's the best in the league. We kind of beat them in there. Um, and I think we went out and showed that we've got the best D in the league. Um, and I think that, you know, we just need to show, prove that one more time and we'll, we'll have ourselves a, a, a ring. That's I just want, to, just want to touch on that. Um, Phil, my, my co-host, uh, made a really good point on our podcast last night and um, the Eagles have won in so many different ways all season. The Eagles yeah. are not a one-dimensional team. You know, sometimes they win on the, on the interception game. Sometimes they win on the, the sack game. Sometimes they win on the running game or the passing game or, or a multitude or, or a few of those combinations of things that I've just mentioned. And yeah, um, we call sometimes it's a shootout. You know, it's yeah, exactly. And and the ability for the Eagles to win games in whatever way has been what's so synonymous with their success this year. And um, I can't I can't claim this statement or opinion as my own because because it was Phil's. Um, but it's but it's true. And he went as far as to saying we talked about what's the game plan going in. Phil went, <clears throat> let's just dip our toe in the water, see what way we need yeah. to play against them, see what way the what way the game plans out. And I'm sure Nick Sirianni and <laughs> and the defensive offensive coordinators aren't going. Let's just dip our toe in and see what happens. Right? They'll have a game plan for it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> But but it's 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 a testament to the way the Eagles are bought. Now look, that's not to say the Eagles are going to go and beat the Chiefs on Sunday. I think it's going to be a very tight game. I don't think anyone can call it either way. I fancy the Eagles, of course I do. I'm a homer. I support them. I believe in them. Um, but would, am I sitting here with 100% conviction that we can win? No. Am I sitting here with 100% conviction and confidence that we are where we should be? Absolutely. I think the two right the two right teams are in the two right spots. At the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And in the beginning of the season, look, yeah, looking at our schedule, yeah, it was, it is what it is. But man, these are all these guys are all pros, so you don't know what you're walking into. Like, unless you know what quarterback you're walking into, you're walking into, I mean, Tom, Dick, and Harry, or whatever it is. Like, then you know that's a win. It's you can see like with the Saints, like Andy Dalton. Come on, man, we got it. That was a great matchup, wasn't it? Andy Dalton versus Gunnar Mansfield. <laughs> I mean, that that was a great, a great matchup. The Red yeah. Rifle. Something unreal, and oh. I love a bit of Minshew. I've got to say that uh, what I would love for me is like maybe somewhere in the first half, uh, the second half, maybe Hurts pulls up sore groin, hamstring. Oh no, and, don't say that. And Minshew goes on to lead you to Super Bowl victory. Oh, Seeing that man. beautiful human go up and lift that Lombardi <laughs> trophy would be utterly magnificent. He wouldn't be lifting it even if he came in in the second half. I that wish would be getting there first. One of my 86 jerseys that I don't have. And I promise you, I promise you, if that happens, I'm going to have a mustache for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling you, you heard it, Danny. You got to write that down. <laughs> it's going to harm one way or another. <laughs> we've got to Daddy, watch. I'll take the Super Bowl win whenever way it comes. We we're going to watch the Super Bowl together, me and Kev. So if it happens, I'm going to take him back to my hotel room and hold him down and shave it off for him. <laughs> that, that didn't sound quite right, but you're close friends, Kev. Yeah, well, why don't we get it then? 
now is the time. Colours to the mast. Let's give mm. predictions, and I want scores as well, and MVP while we're at it. Drake, come to you. Who's got to win? What's the score? Who's the MVP? I got 34-31 birds. MVP could be keep my boy Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen's gonna I, like we've been talking about the whole the whole time here. I think he's magical. He's just he, he's confident, but he's not showing it. And I, I just, hey, yeah. I think he's gonna come out, man. I think he's gonna come out gunslinging. I love that. Sure. Shout out to Matt Mills from the British and Irish Eagles, who about three or four weeks ago, I think it was Matt Mills. Apologies, Matt Mills, but it wasn't the right Matt. There's about six Matts in our group. Um, <laughs> he came out and said. Um, that the Eagles were going to win 34-31 against the Chiefs before we even beat the 49ers. Yeah. So, um, there you go, Drake. Maybe there's something yeah. to that. Heck yeah. Go Birds. <laughs> Do you agree right. with that, Liam? No, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's going to be as high-scoring a game as people think it is. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Um, I have the Birds winning because I because I have to have the Birds winning. And because I believe the Birds will win. Um and on my podcast last night, I said uh, I said Mahomes is going to get injured in the first half, and we were going to win thirty six eighteen. So I'll go with something a bit different today. I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play another scenario in my mind with the Eagles winning. I'm going to go the Eagles twenty eight and the Kansas City Chiefs twenty three. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think a, a lot of the points are going to be scored in the second half. I think the first half is going to be quite cagey. And uh, just for fun, Kenny Gainwell is one hundred and twenty five to one to be the MVP. <laughs> Of the um, of the of the Super Bowl, uh, so we fancy a flutter like some guy did in the US. He put a few grand, he put three grand on it to win three hundred twenty-five grand. Um, Kenny Kenny G Kenny S- Super Bowl Kenny uh, to be the Super <laughs> Bowl the MVP. Cor- men all over again. You're saying it's there a cor- all over again. There you go. I'll put a pound on it. There you go. Free uh, tip. <laughs> that's it. Hey, uh, Kev, what be you? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Eagles win thirty-one to twenty-one, Ooh. and I'm gonna say my MVP is my MVP is gonna be AJ. I was gonna say, nice. I would love that. By the way, I would love AJ to be MVP. Kevin got three new colors, by the way, Liam. I did. I got all three colors for him. I got a hearts, an AJ, and a sleigh off oh, break. Thank you, <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Good I'll man, Drake. Send me your address. I'll send them to you. I promise you I will. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm looking at a, a, a site now, and I don't know if it's right, but the spread is currently sitting in favour of the Eagles at one, uh, minus one and a half. Yeah. The over-under is 51. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think pretty surprisingly, you guys are talking about there. You know, everybody's talking like 34, 31. Well, the bookies seem to reckon that this what is. Did going I have, to be what did I have? What did I have? 28, 23. What's that? 51 on the money? I, I, there I you go. We, You've played this game before, Liam. <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't know the over under. Uh, I think that first uh, half's going to be close, and then I think they're going to come out gunslinging in the second half. I think it might go across yeah. the board and be a close game. I think it's going to be touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, like opposite. It's just going to go to the end. It's All I know be- is I'm going to be absolutely fucking wanker during it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I have a job Monday morning, and I said, listen, if, if, if somehow we pull this off, I'm going to Disney World. So yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Late. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, um, we're hosting a um, any Eagles fans listening. We're hosting a, a, a UK watch along at Passion Avenue in Waterloo. There's going to be a tailgate from 12 noon in League Street, Waterloo, among a number of bars. All the way through till 10 p.m. 
um, which is still an hour and forty-five minutes before the oh. game kicks off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, so we're talking we're talking twelve twelve noon until uh, about five a.m. in the morning. So what's that? Love Fifteen it. hours of. Uh, it's almost like NFL Red Zone. Fifteen hours of non-stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's my intention. Uh, I wish uh, I stayed in London. I know. Hey, you're welcome down. The flights must be cheap. <laughs> That's so, cheap for me, but you know, you only ask Kev twice. Absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely loved it, and I'm absolutely buzzing for it. There's only one thing more I need to bring. Oh, wait, wait a minute, Danny. Wait a minute, Danny. No, hold on. Yeah, what's, what's your prediction? What's your prediction? I was going to wait till tomorrow night's review, but no. Okay, right. Well, I change it up like uh, I did. Uh, I did two different uh, Eagles win 27 24. I actually didn't realize that came me 51 as well, but I'm kind of the same. That hurt to say that, didn't it? Well, see, I'm I'm a bit lit. CMC was interviewed today uh, by who's the guy with the big ears on the NFL network, Andrew Celiano. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, I hope both teams lose. So I'm kind of on that same way. But Bet you know what? The lesser of two evils is definitely uh, the Eagles for me. Uh, well, then how but, so? My me asking you, how is, that, how so is it the lesser of two evils? How bad uh, do you have in Kansas City? Uh, a lot. Between <laughs> Jackson Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> oh just God. studs. I yeah no I, I would much rather see that and just listen to Patrick Mahomes mad Kermit the Frog voice when he's on the podium I just no no is it because you're worried about your dynasty being overtaken by KC is that what it is? hardly that's no. that's not going to I'll tell I'll tell you all hard. this if if the Eagles pulled off this weekend. We I live in Florida. I've lived here for years. My kids are about to be four, three. Where are you in Florida, Drake? Whereabouts? I'm right in the thick of it, Orlando. Oh, you are nice. I, I, live, I live 20 minutes behind Disney. Oh, oh, so five, when you said you're going to Disney, you you literally oh, yeah. man so hopping in an be, Uber. It'll be my yeah. first. Time, yeah, it'll be. Well, my wife will be with me. And my kids will be their first time ever going to Disney if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That'll be awesome. If not, man. they gotta wait till the end of the year. What a good re- <laughs> what a good reason for the Eagles to win, if not for that alone, to yeah. get to know your my, family. That's be a awesome. magical moment for my boys and my baby girl and uh, my wife. It's- I'll be thinking about you, Drake, when that when that final whistle goes. I hope. Yeah. Right. I'll give you one more minute. Right. Just to. I'll talk to you if you've you've got time, but Super Bowl Fifty Two. What a night for you. Philly special. Everything went down there. The refs changing the rules as the game went on. We all know that some of those were not touchdowns. We know they weren't any catches. You robbed us. Still, actually, that, that hurts me because that, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. You know, Tom Brady played out his skin, 505 yards, yards, three touchdowns, over 1,000 total yards. We scrimmaged both sides, just unreal, backwards and forwards. It looked like even we were going to go on that two-minute drive at the end and upstep was it a... And uh, was it Fletcher Cox or was it Brandon Graham? I think it was Brandon Graham. Yeah, the strip sack was Brandon yeah. Graham. Yeah, I got a sticker of it in my in, in, inside if you want to see it. Yeah, no, no, I'm good, thanks. It still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was your experiences of watching that then, uh, Liam? I'll come to you first. Yeah, so um, five years ago, I was following the Eagles for about th- four years. By that point, um, so I, I kind of it takes a while if you've not grown up. Um, playing NFL, as I'm sure listeners will uh, be, will know, you know, because most of your listeners, I assume, will be in the UK. Um, 
took me a while to get to learn the game through Madden and the rules and that kind of stuff. Because that was the best way for me. Because they say what they want on TV. I had to kind of see how it worked. Sure. You know, my, my, myself. Um, and at that point in time, I had just completely gotten the NFL in my like four years. I'd actually not all of it, but I understand like 85, 90% of everything that was going on in the pitch. I wasn't just looking at a quarterback throwing the ball. I was looking at the, the offensive line, the defensive line, the, you know, as much as you can holistically. Um, and I'm a Newcastle United football fan. And I was born in 91 and I'm from Ireland. So we're in the Six Nations. <laughs> My entire life has been a failure sports-wise, watching any <laughs> team I've watched. <laughs> and um, at that time, I wasn't doing the Next Man of Podcast. I wasn't British and Irish. I was, you know, just, just a regular fan. I'm still a regular fan. Um, and went to watch it with some mates in Bloomsbury Lanes in London, um, which is a bowling alley slash yeah and and they and they they had gridiron going on there and there was cheerleaders everywhere and yeah right um and when the eagles won the super bowl i was surrounded by patriots fans who were my mates by the way patriots and everyone yeah and everyone who wasn't a patriots fan who wasn't my mate was an eagles fan because they were supporting me because i didn't have any friends who were eagles friends fans around me um, and when when they won, when that last play happened, when that ball fell in the end zone and hit and hit the ground, when Tom Tom Brady's last throw, I I, I don't I never I haven't yet since captured that moment of elation that I felt that my team had secured a title. You know, you call it world title, you call it a, a US NFL title, any kind of title. I mean, we're going to the Carabao Cup in a couple of weeks for Newcastle. I'm over the fucking moon. <laughs> I think it's like the Champions League final for me. Right? <laughs> it's the thing in my entire lifetime. 98-99 FA Cup was the last time we were really in the final for anything. Anyway, um, I digress in soccer. Um, and I just, I, yeah, euphoria, moment of elation um, that I've not captured yet in, in a sporting sense since. And I feel like it will be even greater this time because of how invested I am in the Eagles and the team and my friends and, and everyone. I think it will be even more special. But, yeah, just uh, one of the best days of my life. And I'll happily say that. Superb. Drake, do I ask what you did? <laughs> There's, a list. There's a list of things in my life. Number three is getting married. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> <or> my children. <laughs> that, that big old Eagles wedding. Yeah. First, I'll start with the party that I was at. We won't say maybe or maybe not. The person that might be in this podcast was supposed to be there the whole game. Um, <laughs> showed up, I think, maybe at the end of the third quarter. The third no, quarter. it was a half time. It was a half time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got that. But it was pretty close. <laughs> but I I cried like it was something. It's kind of like mm. when Ron went in the 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 first championship mm. for the Cavaliers. Like it was just something for Cleveland. Like it was. Mm. It's more than that for the city. Like it, it it just truly was. It was something we haven't won forever. Like when the Phillies won the World Series back in like 2008 or 2010, whatever it was. That was the last thing we had. The Eagles never won it. And to share with my father, my father was back in the 80s in New Orleans when they played the the Raiders. It was in a bar. It's a good one. In a bar, I, I meant to look up the guy's name, who it was, for the Raiders, who it was. It just single-handedly destroyed us. But the night before, some Philly fans started talking to him. My dad's sitting in this bar, and he, literally, this big dude plays with the Raiders, throws him through a plate glass window. Right the <laughs> and we lost. 
it wasn't because you got through the window, but <laughs> memory. But unfortunately, my wife wasn't next to me. It was some random guy just gave him a big old kiss. I was crying, called my father, tearing up. It just, it's life. My wife, yeah. hates, my wife hates the Philly way. Yeah, like uh, the Eagles family, and then the rest of the sports. Yeah, super. So, I love that. To, to win a second one, I don't know if I, I would be. It's just I don't know if it's as big as the first one. First one was mm. just special. I don't know either. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm guess I'm guessing here. I mean, I think it would be that first one would have been even bigger you're for you. You're in the thick the... of it now, Liam. Like you're. A yeah, hard... no, I I, I am, and I, and for you, I suppose your whole life waiting to watch your team win. Win it, and you know, for me, it was only let's be honest, it was only three, four years for me to see them win it. And you can say I'm quite lucky in that regard, or I'm the Irish luck that brought the Super Bowl. I mean, you can look I, mean, I thought my wife did. I thought and she wasn't my wife at the time, so I thought I was like, man, like I was looking for her. She's like, I wasn't your first kiss. You just kissed some random dude over there. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, I'm all for that, Drake. Drake, if you were if you were here on Sunday and we won the Super Bowl, I'd kiss you right Later away. I might kiss the shit out of you. <laughs> don't, don't leave Kev out. Come on. Okay, uh, I think that random guy you kissed might have been me, actually, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, so for, for mine, um, as, as Drake just uh, spoiled there, I was, I was over in Florida for it. But um, Drake actually told me maybe the year before, um, he says, I think we're about four years away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we're building. We're about four years away, and then about five games into the, the the season that year, I told Drake, "You know what? I think we're winning this year." Um, and he's like, "Nah, still too soon." And I said, "Well, I'll tell you what. If we get there, I'm coming over. We're watching it together." Yeah. So Drake, 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 uh, and his and his mate Pepper organized a big Super Bowl party. We had Philly a Philly cheesesteak truck, cheese stick, uh, cheese stick truck parked on the drive. Um, Italian ice, water ice. Uh, the place was jumping, it was brilliant. But but then Drake was pissed because my cousin who lives over there, um, he throws a Super Bowl party every year and he's like, Oh my god, you're here, uh, come to my Super Bowl party. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm kind of meant to be watching this with Drake. <laughs> but I said, Right, I'll come, I'll come down for the first quarter and then I'll head up and meet Drake. Um, and then at the end of the first quarter, he's blowing up my phone going, where the fuck are you, man? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'll be there, I'll be there. So I got there about half time um, and it worked out. And, so, and, and just like you, Liam, I thought maybe I'm the lucky, I'm the lucky, the mascot, you know? But he wasn't. Um, Do you remember what I did at halftime? What did I go? Oh, you went and got the, your dog, yeah. You went and got Chip. My dog's name is Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. And I fall up with the, with the dog and everybody in the party knows me. And they're all like... Yeah, it makes sense. They're like, Does it bark like, a lot? People that don't know us are like, oh, dude, what's that dog? Like, dude, that's Chip. Just leave it to go. Just <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I turned up at half time looking for him, going, where's Drake? Let him know I'm here. And they're like, I don't know where he is. He's he gone home to get his dog. He's like, we're not going to win this. We're not going to win this unless Chip's here. <laughs> well, I thought it was me that was the lucky mascot turning up at half time, but it was, apparently it was Chip. Do you know what's so, weird? Do you know what's weird about being an Eagles fan? Like, you know, people, even people in Philly say, like, it's a Philly thing. Like, it's people from Philadelphia. I don't, people who are Eagles fans get the same vibe of every other NFL fan base, no matter where they are in the world. Yeah. Like, you know, even when I'm in the UK, like, I'm in the NFL UK WhatsApp group with like 120 people with different fan base and all sorts of stuff. They hate us. All yeah. the Eagles fans <laughs> in there. I love it. I love it. 
when somebody, I, 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 me, when somebody calls me an asshole and they're like, you know, I'm from Philly because yeah. Philly fans are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Because my wife will tell you I'm an asshole. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and and it, it's kind of great. So like, it, when they say it's a Philly thing, like, because that's that's the that's the vibe going on right right now. It's a Philly, it's a Philly thing. Uh, you see, you see E Rock's video today. I don't know if you saw E Rock's video Drake today or Kev earlier on. Um, yeah. Just like, oh, go and look at it on like Twitter afterwards. It's like spine tingling, and it's just all <laughs> about like the Jason Kelsey speech and how the same thing has happened this year. People are saying Nick yeah. Sirianni can't coach. This, the schedule's too easy. The O line's too old. Jalen Hurts could anyone could do it in that system? It's been the whole season. It's been, it's the, been the whole thing. season. It's the same oh, thing as what fair. happened in twenty. And again, I'm not saying it will, means we'll win the Super Bowl, but stars You're are lining. See it. Yeah, stars <laughs> are lining. They're lining. I think they're lining too. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, right. I think that will do it, as lads. That's an hour and twenty-four minutes. So we have already beaten the time. That we spent with the Kansas City Chiefs fans, so that's what. And which well was your favorite you podcast, by, Danny? Which was your favorite podcast? Happy minutes. This, of course, well, I was. I'm on this one. I wasn't on that one. So this is definitely this is the premium show, right? <laughs> we no. get the, we get the proper host, right? Keith, if you're listening, have a different jersey on every time. <laughs> definitely not. I'd love, I'd love to have you on. It's a long off season, so you know, I'd love to yeah. talk more. Uh, hey, we'll get you on the British and Irish Eagles podcast as well. We can chat in the off season as well. Liam, love, I would love it, man. We'll, we'll definitely follow you there, bro. Yeah, superb. Jen, thanks, guys, Samuel. Don't forget. No, don't, thank you. All you forget, especially you, you over in England. Princess Die is a fucking. Princess Diane, I know, is an Eagles fan. I went to and, and watched and her butlers. I, I know her, her, the old butler. What's his name? Uh, Burrell. <laughs> they live. Oh, Burrell. They live right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's oh, the geez. shop in Philadelphia called Michelin something? The old oh, school. Well, they, they have um Michelin Nell? No. Oh, you're talking about sports store or what kind of store? Yeah, sports store. Models. Models is the big sponsor in Philly. Models. Nah, nah. There's the, the the old school like authentic Eagles kit. It's called like Michelin something. Mitchell Ness. Yeah, yeah. Michelin that's Ness. My, that's my my uh, Montgomery jersey. My yeah. Major- Jersey, my Jerome nice. Brown jersey, Jaworski jersey. There's I a reason. There's a reason for this. Danny, Danny's like, is the podcast not over yet? Um, so when I was in Philly for the NFC Championship game um, last weekend, weekend before last, I bought Katie the uh, Princess Diana um, jacket to bring Jack home. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, uh, Katie's gonna be. Yeah, set me back a bit. Uh, yeah, Katie, Katie's gonna be wearing that um, on Sunday, and she's bought green hair dye for her hair because she's yeah. the reason I support the Eagles. Um, and she'll be there cheering on with that. So there you All go. my kids have jerseys. My my wife's got jerseys. My wife my wife's got an acres of Deuce Staley. I got her multi. She's like, All I need is one. No, uh, I got eighty six. So that's insane. Oh yeah, unreal, unreal. He did actually when Drake came over to London. For the the Jags team, he brought over like fourteen jerseys and yeah, gave actually. us them all out, regardless of who you supported. So I actually had an Eagles jersey over my Patriots jersey. For the I game. think you're an Eagles Thanks fan underneath all this, Danny. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I'm a asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that was absolutely unreal. Thank you very much for uh, joining. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. It was an absolute pleasure. I had an absolute blast talking to you. And uh, thanks very much to everybody listening, watching. Uh, remember, give us all a subscribe and like and all that other good stuff. Uh, 
find us on all the social media platforms, all that other good stuff, to be honest. I'm just ready for my bed now. I'm knackered. <laughs> <laughs> this has been some session. We will be back uh, tomorrow. We've got our Super Bowl 57 uh, preview show. Uh, yeah, that's I can't Ooh. believe it's getting there. We're getting closer and closer. Can almost taste the beer and the hot dogs. So thanks very much for uh, listening, watching, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Go birds! Go birds! Go birds. <laughs>